Hello, hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Next Step Nonstop podcast. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. On today's episode, I'll be discussing traveling and living with an autoimmune disease with the beautiful Natalis Ruby. Next Stop Nonstop is a travel and lifestyle podcast that promotes the importance of traveling and mental wellness for millennial women. We discuss everything from travel to dating and careers to mental health. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. All right, let's get into it. All right, we are live. And tonight we are getting started with the episode of Traveling and Living with Autoimmune Disease. And we have the beautiful Natalie Ribeiro with us. Natalie, go ahead and introduce Hi. yourself to the folks. Hi, my name is Natalis. I am a singer-songwriter from New York City, currently based in New Mexico, living life and doing what I do. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to the juicy stuff while, while the folks are here today. So what is what is an autoimmune disease and which one do you have? So an autoimmune disease is pretty much when your immune system is... Um, it's on overdrive and um, it kind of creates a war against yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the um, autoimmune condition I have is lupus. Mm -hmm. And basically with lupus, what the body does is it overproduces white blood cells mm -hmm. because it thinks that there's a bacteria or a foreign invader mm -hmm. in the body that it's trying to like fight off. Mm -hmm. um, but where the issue is, is that there isn't any bacteria yeah. <laughs> or foreign invaders. And so it's literally like the white blood cells are attacking your organs. Mm. And so with that comes, you know, a lot of inflammation, a lot of pain. Um, and then you also never know when it's going to strike, what it's going to strike and how it's going to do it. Yeah. So it's a lot mm. of questions. Yeah. Understood. Okay. So when were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed officially in 2012. So how did getting that diagnosis actually make you feel? Um, I mean, I felt relieved because I finally understood what was happening. Like there was mm. a name for it. And then mm -hmm. now I start to create a path to find wellness and to find pain management and relief. Mm -hmm. um, but the actual day that I heard what it was, it was kind of scary, you know, on the flip side, it was very scary because I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of it before. I mm -hmm. didn't really understand the magnitude of what it was that my doctors were saying to me mm -hmm. until I got home and like I started researching and like hearing other people's stories. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. my life really just changed. Yeah. And a lot of things have to change. Hmm. So, okay. So to that, what are some things that had to change or had to adjust yeah, so I had to, so lupus is a disease that's triggered by stress. Mm -hmm. It's also triggered by your environment and food. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I had to do an audit in all areas of my life. Yeah. I had to analyze my friendships. I had to take a close look at my diet, how I was exercising, you know, the mm -hmm. city that I live in, which is part of the reason why I relocated to New Mexico from New York. Got it. You know, I, I had to do a lot of um, evaluating, like, what are the things that are stressing me out? Mm -hmm. And what do I have control over? What can I minimize stress around so that I can live a healthier lifestyle? 
Interesting. So you said you hadn't heard of it. Did you know anybody that has lupus? Or do you know anybody now that I, has well, lupus? I know now, I know yeah. now that Tony yeah. Braxton has it. Right, um, right, right. Lady Gaga has it. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, a lot of big celebrities have it. And they're actually just mm-hmm. starting to talk about it now. But when I was diagnosed back then, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. large conversation. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. how does that make you feel? I mean, now that it's a little bit more, you know, in the in the I don't want to say the media so so much, but people are actually able to talk about it. Maybe not scared, you know, keeping that hidden so much. How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, it helps me not feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And then, especially because I'm, you know, my career my career path is music. To be able to see other people in the music industry have this condition and still succeed, mm-hmm. or like figure out their own way and what works for them. Mm-hmm. it's inspiring to me and it makes me feel like okay well maybe I, I can be strong enough maybe yeah. I do have what it takes yeah I like that so have you found any online communities to learn more about uh, what to expect when living with lupus or while living with lupus yeah so there's the the lupus foundation of America their mm-hmm. website is actually very informative they're always okay. posting, you know, um, <clears throat> how to's or advice on certain things. And then they also have like um, a support group search within their platform. So you can mm. find people in your community mm. that meet around these topics. And then I'm also part of a Facebook group that there's like thousands of people on there <laughs> that have all kinds of stories, you know, and sometimes wow. I'll just tap in like, Maybe I can help somebody today and, mm-hmm. you know, let them know they're not alone. Or days where I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm going there and I'll be like, okay. Yeah, I need to oh, hold on. I, I need to yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's good, though. So I guess now, okay, so once you found a community and found and started to learn more and research, how does having lupus actually affect you working and making a living? Yeah, so, I mean, it does impact my ability to be consistent Mm -hmm. just because some days I don't know if I'm going to wake up in pain or I don't know if on said day I'm going to have a rash on my face I don't know (laughs) like I just I don't know so it's hard and scary for me to make commitments because of that Mm. and I feel like the music industry is getting better with things like this but I feel like before there was so much pressure about having to do a certain thing by a certain deadline and very strict um, so yeah, I would say for me, that's, that's been the largest impact, not being able to stay consistent and then mm-hmm. also suffering in my head about confidence, you know, like not being sure that I can do it because of this thing that I'm going through. Like hmm. what happens if I take on this tour and then I get sick? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. That's understood. So, I mean, in in situations like that, how do you therefore continue? So how is it that, you know, of course you're an artist, so you want to go on tour, you want to do these things. How can you make sure that that happens? Is there something you can talk to with your doctor or can you make a plan? I know you said every day is different, but is there something that you can do in those ways? Well, right now my doctor is completely opposed to it. Mm. (laughs) So there's nothing that I can do until she writes off and says that it's okay. But what she does approve, like we talked about modifying some things like, okay, if this is the goal, if you want to perform for for people, 
maybe you don't do it on such a large scale. Maybe you can do one-offs or maybe you can yeah. do pre-recorded shows where they're mm -hmm. less stressful for you and it doesn't involve being around so many people. Yeah. Because yeah. now with that, you're talking about COVID on top of the lupus, right? Oh. So now that's a whole different worry. So how has COVID <laughs> and the whole pandemic now affected you, whether it's mentally, physically, all mm -hmm. of that? Well, so I definitely had a mental health crisis. Of course, I think we all did. <laughs> all of the symptoms for COVID are the symptoms for lupus. What? And so, yes. So for the first few oh months, God. every day I thought I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Wait. Congestion. And, it taught me. It taught yeah. me to listen more even more closely to my body mm. you know so that i can discern the difference between yeah. when it's something more challenging or when it's mm -hmm. something that my body usually does and it wasn't until i actually caught covid i caught covid in january that i was mm. able to see those differences like oh this is what yeah. covid feels like <laughs> yeah yeah this is actually yeah so yeah. now what was i mean not clearly there was a concern having lupus and getting COVID. Yeah. How was that mentally and physically and emotionally? Um, Girl, and, you know, your doctor and all of that. Yeah, I talk about scared. that. I yeah. was scared. I was scared. Yeah. Like every night going to sleep, I was like, oh my God, like what if I don't wake up tomorrow? Oh, no. I'm laughing now because it's just, I'm on the other side of it. Yeah. In the yeah. moment, I was really scared. And if it wasn't oh, for my it. friends and my family, just like supporting me through that, helping me stay in quarantine, getting me the things that I need, talking to me when I needed to just take mm -hmm. my mind off of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would have done. Wow. Yeah. So were there any health issues? I mean, I say health issues, but was there anything health wise going through COVID that you were really concerned about when it came to the lupus? Or was it just like, it felt like it was just, I don't want to say a flu per se, but it was just the COVID that you had to work on. It wasn't like double is what I'm asking. No, it wasn't double. Um, okay. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, yeah. it really did feel like a bad flu though. Okay. And I okay. feel like I, even though I'm some months down the road from my recovery, mm -hmm. I still feel like there are some things that I haven't fully recovered from. Hmm, like what? And I feel like it's, like after the fact, it's made my lupus a little more overactive than it has been in the past. So mm, like what are some of those having, things? I'm having like all of these little flare ups that, you know, I wouldn't have had or I wasn't hmm. having prior to yeah. having COVID. So like now I'm getting the butterfly rash on my face. Yeah. Which I never got pre COVID. Okay. Um, now it's for the people who don't know what that is. What can you explain that? So the butterfly rash is a rash that you get in your on your cheeks, like in your T-zone area. And it literally looks like a butterfly wings on your face. Oh, got it. So that's got what it, I call it, it the, the butterfly rash. Yeah. So Interesting. I've been getting that. Um, I have new areas of pain that I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And they tend to happen like more frequently. And then my lethargic feeling is back. So some days it don't matter. I can sleep 10 to 12 hours and I'll wake up and still feel like my soul has left my body. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's a way to put it. <laughs> no, like, seriously, I told wow. my, my friend Emily the other day, she was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I feel like 
my soul is somewhere else and oh, god is just making sure i get home safe <laughs> because oh, no. i'm so tired yeah wow well i'm sorry to hear that so okay so let's kind of go back a little bit so prior to your diagnosis did you travel yeah i mean okay. i started traveling less you said okay. you said prior to my prior prior to I the did, but at that time i was working full-time so i didn't okay. travel a lot okay okay now do you have concerns or issues when you travel do you have to maybe postpone travel how does all that work yes so there have been times where i've caught a flare in the middle of the airport like one time i was sitting on in LaGuardia. i think i was heading to new mexico mm-hmm. and my back just completely locked up out of nowhere and I couldn't move from the sitting position that I was in. And it was almost boarding time for the gate. <laughs> so I'm oh like, my oh my God, I really can't move. And I don't want to be one of those people to call for a wheelchair. No. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with yeah. that, but for me, there was a lot of pride, you know, because yeah, well, I'm, I'm young course. and I like to yeah. think myself as youthful and I can move around. So yeah, of course. Yeah. So then I called Emily and I was like, dude, my back like just gave out on me. And she's like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) So she said, um, why don't you do this? Find the nearest bathroom, move extremely slow. Don't force yourself, get up very, very slowly, go to the bathroom, go somewhere warm. Yeah. And I was like, well, why the bathroom? And she was like, well, they have, they have those um, hand blowers in the bathroom. Heat. So go there. <clears throat> take your jacket off and put some heat on it and warm your back. That yeah. should help your muscles to like loosen up a little bit for at least you Quit to thinking. be able to survive the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have to consider things like that. There's been times where like I'll be sick in another country mm. and I'll have to end my trip early to go back home because I don't feel comfortable being sick somewhere else. Yeah. Wow. In that situation. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and I guess even when you have to, you might have to cancel a trip or something like that because of it or have or to make postponed. extra considerations. Yeah. Postponed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I'm always looking up to, I'm always looking up because, you know, certain countries, they have a healthcare system that you can buy to buy into when you travel. Yeah. But you can also opt out of that. I never mm-hmm. opt out because I'm yeah. like, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, understood. Understood. So outside of, okay, thinking about the insurance and possibly like things like your back locking up, what other considerations do you have to make when you decide to travel? Um, diet, you know, like our, okay, go into I, that a little bit. Yeah. Am I going to be able to eat things that are not going to trigger any inflammation? Mm-hmm. That kind what of What are thing. some of the things that you would have to avoid then? Some of the foods. So any food that causes inflammation. So like, um, potatoes, rice, can't have the French fries. Say what? Now? Red meat. I can't. Oh God! <laughs> I live off French fries. <laughs> but I be cheating, you know. But yeah. I know that when I cheat on the yeah, other well, side, you know, well, I mean, I feel yeah. good the next day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but man. then I also travel. I travel with my meds. I travel with a heating pad. You see me before. I travel with an air purifier. Yeah. I mean, you have to. <laughs> I even do that. Yeah. Yeah. All these things to try to be as proactive as possible. Yeah. So what are some of the day to day? How do you manage your lupus day to day? So so take away the travel. 
what is it that you need to do or can do on a daily basis to kind of stay healthy and active as much as possible? Yeah, but I definitely have to make sure that I get at least eight to nine hours of sleep. Okay. Um, I definitely have to stay on top of my diet and make sure that mm-hmm. I'm eating three times a day. Yeah. Um, and then my doctor also requires that I do 10 minutes of cardio every other day, light okay. cardio only. She yeah. won't let me do anything intense. Wow. Then I go to physical therapy three times mm-hmm. a week for the issues that I have with my back and my shoulder. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. So I guess what are some medical advances or medical changes um, you're hoping to see in the future in regards to your lupus? I've heard stories of remission. Okay. I would like to hear more. Yeah. I was going to say, so I'm I'm actually curious. What power, how? Yeah. You know, these people that are in remission do a Mm -hmm. deep case study on them and see if they can find similarities Mm -hmm. that they can pass on to the community to see if, you know, other people can also go into remission. Yeah. That's interesting. So I guess what are some things that you want people to know about lupus? Um, it's an invisible disease, mm-hmm. you know, and it can look like this. <laughs> and yeah. you can also, and you can also be bedridden. Yeah. You know, it's a spectrum yeah. disease and it impacts everyone who has it differently. And even for me, within my own experience, day to day, it's not the same, mm. wow. you know? And so mm-hmm. to just, if they know someone that has lupus or any kind of autoimmune disease, just to have some grace, some yeah. grace for them, you know? Wow. Well, that's, that's, I mean, it's accurate. Cause I mean, even when it comes to even mental health, you're talking about invisible diseases. And I'm thinking there's a lot of illnesses that, you know, people can look like they're the happiest person in the world and you never know what they're going through. So it's the same thing when yeah. it comes to autoimmune disease sometimes. So I totally yeah. understand and there, that. There'll be them people too. They'll be like, ain't nothing wrong with you. You look fine. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> you, you look fine. You're good. Don't worry about it. And you're like, yeah. actually, I'm taking every piece of energy that I have to be here right now. Thank you. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. So yeah. what are some things you've actually learned about yourself since being diagnosed? Um... I learned that I had a lot of unhealthy habits in mm-hmm. all aspects of my life. Like spiritually, okay. I was not doing well. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friendships were very toxic. A lot of the mm. choices that I made were very harmful toward myself. Um, and so I learned also to let go mm-hmm. because within making that discovery, okay, now I have to make a change about it. I can't allow it to be that way anymore. So I have to let yeah. go of this, that, and the third, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So now I know everybody's different, but I have a double question for you. Do you want kids? I the do. first part of that. Okay. And if so, are there any concerns about giving birth with the lupus or, you know, ha- while having lupus um, and does lupus affect your love life? Okay, so it's a multi-part question. question. Yeah, I definitely want kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, excuse me, can have kids. My rheumatologist, though, tells me when you're ready to have kids, Mm -hmm. you have to let us know because we Mm -hmm. have to keep a very close eye on you because your pregnancy can be high risk. Mm -hmm. So there's that. How does Mm -hmm. it impact my love life? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's really hard finding people that understand what I go through. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with lupus, there also comes brain fog. So there are some conversations sometimes that I don't fully remember okay. or, you know, meetings that, oh my God, today I'm supposed to do this and mm-hmm. totally left my mind. And some people aren't really forgiving of that, or they think mm-hmm. that of you're being a good listener, or they think that it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm like, but if you only knew that I don't have the capacity to access that conversation you're referring to right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could, but it's like, <laughs> oh. I'm going deep down in here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I, I lose words within conversation. Like I, I know what I want to say in my head, yeah. but then when it's time to put it out there, there's like a slight delay. And mm-hmm. so some some days that's an effect, other days it's not. Um, and then, you know, that impacts the way people relate to you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I would agree with that. So let's get into it. So people who might be listening to this may or may not have an autoimmune disease. So let's kind of get down to the basics of what that is. So what are some symptoms, um, whether you have them or not, like general symptoms of lupus? Um, so I know what my symptoms were. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was tired all the time. Mm -hmm. I developed anxiety over time. Mm -hmm. I started getting these, um, lesions in my mouth from eating because my gums would be so inflamed that whenever I would eat something, the food would like stab me. Okay. Even like eating a French fry, a French fry would like scratch me. And then that scratch would turn into a lesion and then it would become painful to eat. Wow. Um, rashes muscle and joint pain, flu-like symptoms, like just feeling like malaise, you know, Mm. those are some things that are common. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So have you noticed any changes in your body, like physically or internally, I guess, um, after being diagnosed? I feel healthier now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've actually been able to put on some weight. Okay. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you better do that. <laughs> yeah, but but on the flip side, like, you know, some of my symptoms have changed. Like for one whole year, I had tennis elbow. I don't know if you know what no, that is, that? but mm-hmm. people that play tennis, they often have to do ah. this motion. Yeah. Right. So um, there's a muscle here that gets inflamed and then it becomes painful to do that, that movement. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't play tennis. <laughs> I had tennis elbow for a whole year. Oh my God. Went away. And then um, another year I had pleurisy. Pleurisy is a condition where the lining of your lungs get inflamed. Mm-hmm. And so then when you breathe, it burns. Mm. And as a lung. singer, I'm sure that that was awful. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how did you, I mean, how did you manage that? Consulting with my doctor, like, yeah. Some people, and this is another thing, think that I'm a hypochondriac, <laughs> but any little change in my body, yeah, I'm emailing my doctor. Yeah. Like, I got this new spot. <laughs> what, what but that's that a good mean? thing, though. That's a, I mean, but really, that's a good thing. And I think more people should actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always consulting with my doctor, like, hey, I want to try this vitamin. Is this okay for me? Because what happened one year, you know, at the start of the pandemic, there was this big push for like, elderberry, echinacea, yes, 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 boost yes. your immunity. Yeah. <laughs> when you have lupus, you're not, that elderberry is the one thing they tell you, do not take. Really? Yeah. Now, what does, it, what will that do? Our, so with people who have lupus, our immune system is already overactive. Mm-hmm. 
So elderberry is supposed to be, the purpose of elderberry is to jump kick your immune system. So it's sending it to like overdrive. Yeah. I was taking elderberry. Oh, because no. I was like, pandemic. Yeah. I want to be safe. <laughs> I want to be safe. Pandemic. <laughs> and I didn't. And I didn't ask my doctor about that. Oh. So after that experience, because I got really sick. Oh, after sure. That, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ask her. Wow. Going forward, any little thing, any yeah. little change that I'm about to make in my life, I'm gonna yeah. review it with her. Wow, that's so interesting. I would. I mean, it's things you don't even think about. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just, you know, it's a regular food. Oh, I can't, you know. It's elderberry. And it's healthy. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. So I guess, okay. So let's let's kind of go back to that. Are there any cures or therapies for lupus that are out there? There's no cure. Mm. There's no cure. And um, therapy would vary depending on how it affects you. You know, like some people, lupus attacks their heart. Some mm. people, it attacks their kidneys. Some people, it's their skin. So there's no like one cookie cutter answer. It's definitely mm-hmm. something that you would have to consult with a doctor, two, three, four, or five, depending on what wow. it is. Yeah. Very interesting. So I guess um, before we before we wrap up, what advice do you have for any person out there who may have an autoimmune disease, whether it be lupus or something else, and they want to travel, they want to go out there, but they're just nervous or hesitant? Any advice for them? What has worked for me is having safety nets in place and like, like people like, you know, there's a game show where you're allowed to have a lifeline. Like yeah. somebody, you know, you can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> use a lifeline, please. Lifeline buddy. I'm mm-hmm. constantly sharing my location with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure that I tell my doctor that I'm going away and I get her advice, her advice on whether or not it would be a good situation for me. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I pack my meds. I do my research. I try to plan activities ahead of time so that I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, what to, what my body needs to do in order for me to have the experience. Okay. So just, you know, communication, having a strong support system and then pre-planning as much as you can so Mm -hmm. that, you know, you know what you're going into. Okay. I love that. Well, hopefully that can help somebody out there. And one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fear is not real. Talk about that one right quick. Sometimes you got (laughs) to feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And when you're on the other side of the experience, you'll realize, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Say that. Yeah. Yep. I created this whole thing that wasn't actually there. <laughs> that didn't what, need to be my therapist call it, she calls it catastrophizing. She's like, are catastrophizing. you catastrophizing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that. Well, yes, actually, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. So okay. I want to thank you so, so much for coming out and talking to us. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And I hope there was somebody out there who could be inspired by Natalie's because she don't stop. You hear uh, me? She's out here moving and grooving, right? But you inspire me, you know? Thank I you. I be seeing you doing your thing. And <laughs> I'm like, she's a strong woman. Yeah, you got to. You got to. And and the the biggest part, the, the real reason I think um, having this platform um, is so good is that we can kind of come together, right? We can have these conversations, whether it be about mental health or, you know, lupus, autoimmune diseases or fear, trauma, whatever it is, 
we can come together and have this conversation. It's a platform, yeah. I think, where people can really just kind of let their guard down, you know, ask questions that they want to have or just be able to talk to somebody that they think can relate to them in any any aspect, you know? Yeah. And so I, I really do. Um, I'm really happy and I really appreciate you for coming out because I know somebody here can can help. And I know even some of the things that you said to me helped me. So I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity as well. Hopefully of this course. inspires other people to share their story too. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you guys for listening. Once again, this is the Next Stop Nonstop podcast, and I will see you guys on the next episode. And to my Next Stop Nonstop family, I want to remind you to write a review on iTunes and like, comment, and share this episode with your family and friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with me today. Make sure you tag at Next Stop Nonstop in any of your comments or if you have any topic suggestions or if you just have a question for me. At Next Stop Nonstop can be found on all social media. So until we meet again, I want to wish you all healthy minds and happy travels.